Hey baddies, if you're like me and try to shop indie owned fashion as much as possible, you're going to love our partner, Basic. Basic is a slow fashion shop that sources cute, comfy, and unique pieces from brands that provide living wages to their workers. We are honored to bring Basic back to you all as a four season long partnership and have a discount code for our community to use. Use code SWR15 at abasicshop.com to get 15% off your purchase. And shopping tip, rewear it, babes. When you do shop, focus on building a capsule wardrobe of basics and essentials that can stand the test of time. Shop basic. Welcome to the Bite Size Book Club podcast, She Well Read. We're your hosts, Alana. And Samra, and we're two black girls in our mid-twenties who are on a journey to get back into reading. Our goal is to encourage women to not only read any and everything, but to also read at your own pace. Each episode, we take a bite-sized approach to reading by breaking down one chapter of a book and diving into a multitude of topics. We see reading as a source of empowerment and want to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of empowerment. Thanks for being here and let's get on to the show. Hey, well read baddies. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. And I'm Samra. And today we, I'm not going to say it again because last time I said it, I threw us off and, and things were chaotic. And so I'm going to just, yeah. Anywho, we're back. Um, shout out Corner. Follow us everywhere at She Well Read. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave comments on our videos. We do respond and like them thank you for everyone who's done so already uh subscribe to our patreon all of these things are linked in our bio i kind of feel sometimes like when i'm doing the intro like a flight attendant like when they're reading the like emergency so stuff funny. before a flight yeah that's what i feel your like little script yeah i got my little script and then but i know people are probably at home like skipping over this because that's what I do when the flight attendants are up. I'd just be watching whatever I was watching or listening to whatever I was listening because I didn't heard it a million times. sometimes you get that one flight attendant who just puts their own spin on that's it. That's true. And you're like, wow, I can't help but listen. This is true, and that has happened that's before. That's who you are. All right, okay, period. Because mm, each one's like slightly different, you know? Yeah, T. Um, to continue, yes, also support our season's partners who are be rooted and basic they came back again for another season to support us thank you so much we really appreciate honorary it honorary baddies yeah and their discount codes will be able to find in the bio because i cannot think of them right now and i don't want to give you false information so just check out the description in the bios and all the things all right coffee break Let's get into it. What you been up to, girl? Girl, oh my God. I've been slammed at work. Mm, speak on it. All I do is I get to work and I just go. <laughs> it's like fire, fire, fire. But which one do you put out first? <laughs> yeah, and then I get off. That's pretty much how it goes every day. <laughs> I'm so weak. Yeah, me, like literally because I have an L-shaped desk, you know? Mm -hmm. So I like work my nine to five this way mm -hmm. and then i do schoolwork and podcast stuff i literally just swivel that's hilarious <laughs> once five o'clock hits i literally shut this down and swivel you're like okay on to the next one, one. Hat's <laughs> taken off mm -hmm. and now i'm this person yep yep 
Yeah. Wow, that's how I imagine it's like being a mom or something like that. Mm, you know? Bags. That's so true. Look what my mom had on now. Yeah, I feel like that is how like that is. Like you get home and it's like instead of like being at work, you're like, hey, baby. Like children. <laughs> right. You have to like adjust. Yeah. Also, this is not a good segue, but this is the best segue I got because there have been a lot of moms reviewing the product that I'm about to talk about. Um, but I've been on my Poppy and Olipop game. Oh, yeah, like, Lana's been, she's been doing the scientific research. It's been my recent hyper fixation. <laughs> <laughs> I know when you told me you got like all of these cans lined up mm-hmm. to compare which ones are the best. Yep. That's how I know that you're like really in it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in it, in it. <laughs> okay, and what have you discovered? I, for the most part, have liked more poppy flavors okay. than Olipop. What's it? But difference? I like both. So the difference is they both do the same thing essentially. They're both like prebiotic, better than soda drinks. Very similar to Lacroix. Uh huh. But to me, I don't like sparkling water. Like I don't like Lacroix, and I don't oh. like sparkling water by itself. Like Perrier, Perrier, whatever you want to call it. Like yeah. I don't like that. So I was very hesitant to try them. Uh huh. Yeah. But I was like, I, and the thing is, like, I really only drink water and coffee. Yeah. Like, on a regular basis anyway. Yeah. So it's not like I needed a supplement for soda. I've heard. But I have started craving sodas more. So when that does happen, I was like, okay, well, this would be a nice alternative than yeah. grabbing a regular soda. Fair. So the difference between Poppy and Olipop, the only difference I found is, like, Poppy has a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in each can. Poppy? Yes. Poppy, okay. And Olipop doesn't. That's the only difference I've found so far. Now, there probably are many, and here come the camps in the comments. Can you taste the apple cider vinegar? No, you can't, which is really nice. And apple cider vinegar is really good for you. Right, and it's strong. So I was surprised. Yeah, it's good for you. Mm Mm-hmm. So that and that's also why I was like, wow, I'm interested that I like a lot of these poppy flavors more than and I've only tried a few Olipop flavors. So I can't really say. Okay, top flavor of each. Ooh. Of the ones I've tried so far, I'd say cherry limeade for poppy is my top right now. It's a close tie with their orange flavor. I love cherry and I love lime. Right. It's orange? good. Orange? Okay, orange. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a tie between those two for Poppy. Okay. Olipop, I really like their root beer flavor. Oh, I've tried it and I love that one. Yeah, it's I good. really like it. Yummy. Um, and I tried the strawberry vanilla. Ooh. And it wasn't bad. It was just too tasting like real strawberries for me and i don't like strawberries i'm very much and i know this is bad like i like like i can do artificial strawberry taste but i can't do like the real stuff if that makes sense interesting yeah okay i'm i'm i want to try these now but the strawberry vanilla is really sweet so i think you would like it okay i like that Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. does it like can you tell the difference in your body like yeah really i have a lot of gas (laughs) like like more like yeah. more when you drink it or more yeah more less? when i drink it oh. like i can i can feel it doing what it's oh. saying that it's supposed to do like oh, so that's i'm more good. regular okay. yeah okay mm-hmm. oh so probiotic makes you like yeah ah. it helps your digestive that's what it, it like helps your digestive system oh mm-hmm. well put me on girl right that was the other thing where i was like you know i'm sure i have some type of gut issue so there's so many types of gut issues right i was like i think i got one of them i just don't know which one <laughs> so you're just helping it your little yep. your mm-hmm. gut you mm-hmm. said bloop 
Yeah. So you drink one a day? Like, what's the vibes? I attempt to. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, I'm just trying to get on my schedule game, which, okay, this is a great segue into this book right here that y'all are probably like, what the hell is this in the center? Right. Hello. Hello. So Tina Wells, shout out to Tina Wells. She's an author. She has her own media company. She sent us a whole package of goodies, um, but it also included this book that she just released, which, it is, and I was like, this that fast. The Elevation Approach. I've been saying it all day and I don't know why, like that split second. I forgot. I really like the cover. Mm-hmm. It's very like, and the crazy thing was, I saw it on my Target run this past weekend before so we even got out. it. It's yeah, out it's out. Store. It's out. You can get your you can copy. Get it. Mm-hmm. We'll have it linked on our bookshop and Amazon list. And Tina Wells, like, she's a powerhouse. She is. She is a major powerhouse. So I'm really excited to read it. And I actually convinced my boss to let us read it for our book club at work. So there you go, Tina. Mm-hmm. Putting Lana's on game. Like, yeah, she's putting everybody on the whole Blue Cross Blue Shield. <laughs> <laughs> love a black woman to infinity to infinity period um you're gonna have to review it i know i really now i, I really like if i was already gonna read it on my own but now i have to read it not have to i shouldn't say that i'm going to read it for work and i think it is gonna help me with bettering my habits especially because i think it talks a lot about like no i know it talks a lot about like work-life balance especially like, like as an entrepreneur like that's this is like the time i feel like we're mm-hmm. we're all in this right now we need this right it because is definitely with the time. summer coming up it's like i gotta find the balance mm-hmm. you know i feel like you're in your little hibernation there's not really much balance in the winter at least for me yeah i would agree but in the summer i want to kind of lean more towards the joy and mm-hmm. i see that she has something about cultivating joys so yeah i'm trying to figure that out so we will keep y'all posted with our reviews of said book but i have high hopes me too so cool yeah that's about it for me that's all i got going on listen up well-read baddies we just discovered the cutest stationery and gifting brand that reflects the culture They have planners, journals, and affirmation pens to help you stay organized, and the artwork is so beautiful. We love that there are so many options to choose from, and you can use whatever journal fits your vibe. Exclusively for our listeners, you can get 15% off your first order using code SHEWELLRED on BeRootedCo.com. That's 15% off using code SHEWELLRED at BeRooted.com. Let us know what you get. Uh, oh, I know it's like now uh, it's like, oh, we about to get into it. But what we about to get into is very intense. So uh, trigger, trigger warning, warning, trigger yeah. warning. Trigger that needs warning. to be instead of let's get into it. Trigger, trigger warning. warning. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> but let's get into the chapter. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Um, can I, can I please go first? Because go the way, ahead. the way I cackled, but like, it's so inappropriate, but like, it's not funny. Ha ha. I know. <laughs> yeah. Just mm-hmm. get into it. Hold yeah. on. What chapter are we on? We are on chapter 55. If you're following along with us, that it's page 183. <sighs> Shout out to all the well-read baddies following along with us as well. Y'all are so studious. Y'all are brother. You're reading along with us or if you're just catching up on all the episodes and staying on top we see you and we appreciate you love you girl mm-hmm. um yeah we low-key should have finished this chapter last episode yeah but it was like a little 
it was like a reminder of what happened mm-hmm. and then we move on to like the next right section. the next phase yeah so getting it started with chapter 55 we are currently sitting on the couch looking at mom as she lies in her hospital bed basically at we're at the end the here. brink of death the brink of death like, but like this time for real i know it's <laughs> we've been waiting for it for 54 <laughs> chapters <laughs> 54 yep. chapters later here we are um she is with her entire family uh back at her childhood home which she calls garbage grove hoarder house i didn't catch that i was Mm -hmm. like damn what kind of uh hospice care place (laughs) is this oh my god so that's her home yes yes not garbage go she gets funnier (laughs) something about 55 something about trauma something about trauma makes you a little bit dark humor and funny it was she was making all these little comments that i was weak at same i was like uh, like my job uh, <laughs> multiple times reading this i was like hello um but yes uh she's describing her mother's breath getting shallower than she's ever heard it before um all of and everybody's just kind of silent there's not really anybody crying it's just like they're emotionally drained. She describes it as being emotionally exhausted by the whole situation. It's giving Ariana Grande no tears left to cry. It's funny you should mention that because, you know, we're getting into that too later. Uh, and she even b- ropes back to, we remember the VHS tape. I know. <laughs> like, it's like really been drawn out. She, mm-hmm. Her mom has been harping on her own death for years. Yeah, I mean, it was her whole personality. Mm-hmm. Her cancer, or like beating her cancer was her personality, and now having her cancer was her personality. Mm-hmm. It's just a constant cycle. Yeah. And, whoo, geez. Nickelodeon's like, yep, you're all good for missing the Worldwide Day of Play, because remember, she had to miss her flight in order to go be with her mom. It's for so, her. It seems so insignificant. Right. Like, it's like, okay. Bye. What? Nick? What? Yes, but we do get a relationship update. She is with somebody right now that she met, quote unquote, met on Twitter. And they arranged to meet up in person with some friends. So she knew that they weren't a serial killer and going to kill her. And, you know, it popped off and went well. (laughs) Um, And they've been on multiple dates. And she says he's wonderful and sweet and thoughtful and romantic. But she doesn't love him. And she's thinking, you know, maybe it's because I don't have the space right now yeah. for that because I'm dealing with my mother's literal imminent death at the moment. It's a lot. And she says, or maybe it's just a genuine lack of connection because of grief. And she's, she even says grief is a great scapegoat. Regardless, I'm discovering just how powerful of a tool it is to not love someone which like wraps into so many things right i was like damn yeah that's intense yeah she like goes on to say on 184 that she loses herself in love and Mm -hmm. girl i feel like girls can relate Mm -hmm. really anyone who's a lover girl boy they them right non-binary friends it is easier to not love people yeah because you'll never get hurt Mm -hmm. to just shut people out like i remember being in that place of just like fuck it i'm just gonna be by myself riding solo and and that's okay too while you're healing yeah in your healing girl era true you know it is a lot Mm -hmm. it is can be too much right which we find as she's like trying to text the what she calls him current guy as a distraction 
Uh, but she's already ready for a replacement of him. And so she whips out her phone to text him and she says, what are you up to? And, or no, he says, she whips out her phone and finds that he said, what are you up to? And he spells it with T-O-O. Mm. And she said, I'm no stickler on spelling, but Jesus Christ, get your twos right. That's it. I'm ready to end things. I draft a text. Like, just cut throat. Like, she, this is it. She's like a, a heartless dater right now. Like, very much. I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't even say heartless. I would just, it's like cut throat. But yeah. like, I guess that could lean towards being yeah you can say heartless yeah if no emotion right triggered maybe a trigger no i don't even think so she literally doesn't care about this man yeah yeah and so she's like i'm about to end this she drafts a text she says hey i'm really sorry but i just can't do this right now my mom's gonna die and i really need some time to just be alone i hope you can understand she sends it she thinks it's done he texts back and says don't say that boo your mom's not gonna die. <laughs> You'll the get wasted. Boo took me out. <laughs> yeah, it's I was like, like yeah, right. Back in the day, boo, my boo, hello. Oh God. And she says he ignores the rest of the message. She rolls her eyes. She says she's told him many times that her mom is dying of cancer, <laughs> but he acts likes to act like it's a sprained ankle. And Which she talks so about, yeah, she talks about there, how there's those people when it comes to, you know, death and grief and all of that, who's like, no, it's going to be OK. And then the people who are like, no, like this is real. Mm-hmm. And she describes it as the people who know loss and the people who don't, which I think is very real. I completely agree. Like there's nothing like going through your first like true loss. I know. Right. Like. It's yeah. very emotional. Yeah. And so she puts her phone down. She's looking at Dustin, Scotty, and then her mom. Her breath looks strenuous. She's struggling to hang on. She hates this. Mom takes a sharp breath in, then out. The hospice nurse locks eyes with her dad, gives a slight nod. Dad looks at them. Mom's gone. It was so anticlimactic, low-key. Low-key, it happened just, like, so quickly. It's kind of interesting that she ended her relationship and then her mom ended her life. Or, I guess, God. I don't know. (laughs) I don't have words. Um, (laughs) uh, She says they're all numb. No one cries. They just sit in silence. Finally, she picks up her phone and hundreds of messages have poured in. Everyone's heard. E! News broke the story. And she's like, how the fuck do they know already? Right. That, That's what I said. I was like, how the nurse, fuck? Like, right, literally, immediately. The, yeah. Or like somebody she who was in the, the care. She had the typed out, ready mm-hmm. to go. And they just had to like, bloop. And then, because that was so fast. Which is so fast. Oh, you know what? Reminds me of a story that I literally saw today. And it's still developing about how Prince Harry, Princess... Meghan Markle and her mom were being chased for two hours by the pop like literally like scary princess Diana exactly exactly is the queen still alive she died right she died I was gonna say did she put the hit out no but it must not be the queen that's putting out these hits I don't know what's going on we don't it's it's it's, I don't want to spread false information I know it's a whole conspiracy theory there's so many things but but this reminded me of it's like what the fuck how do all these people like people are getting paid off I forgot about it but mm -hmm. like that's very very scary and her mom was with her too yep the so British scary. tabloids are there. They someone needs to 
do something. We gonna it's see. It's been so long, and they're still just awful. Just like, awful. Damn. Yeah. And so she gets back on the phone and clicks the chain with current guy. She stares at that last text that says, don't say that, boo. Your mom's not going to die. She texts him back. She just did. Like, imagine being that that dude. And look at, and like. Current guy is quaking. He, he is. He is quaking, in fact. He's like, all right, this is it. All right, I'm just going to leave now and step out of the way and just let that one he said go. okay i guess we're over right for real this time because i too would end things with me if i were if i were you <laughs> I just said that. yeah exactly <laughs> um and so now we're moving into the after of the book you know how she she divides Ooh. it in the before and, and now we're in the after into chapter 56 yeah 56 so they're saying their goodbyes to their mom's dead body and their dad is like we should do something yeah like that kind of like uh distraction yeah so they go to the fucking mall which Mm -hmm. i was like i cannot imagine my mother passing away and then going to the most crowded place i know in existence but we all like that's the thing we all handle grief and loss differently and i guess if they're so desensitized at this point they're like we just need something that's gonna like completely distract our thoughts on this yeah i guess it's better than like sitting at home crying and wallowing yeah well period so they're going to the apple store to get Jeanette an uh, iphone case Mm -hmm. and um this Shout out to the service worker, Apple dude, who read the room and was like, hey there, how's your day going? And then he like looked at them Mm -hmm. and he was like, he drops his smile and redirects. And Jeanette even says she appreciates this about him. And I was like, shout out to all the service people who can read the room. Mm -hmm. Read the room. That could be an episode title. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, And anyway, they get the case, they're out of there, and they are on to the food court. Mm -hmm. Um, Jeanette orders a salad and dressing on the side to make her mom proud, which R.I.P. Deborah. She doesn't eat a single bite of it, and she feels grateful that trauma has finally curbed her appetite, which, sure, And she feels like she's honoring mom with the smallness of her body. She's like, I look like a kid again. And she's determined to keep this up. So just really dark and foreshadowing stuff going on right here, uh, especially with eating disorders, which again, trigger warning, we're going to talk about eating disorders and what I would call sexual assault. Um, So yeah, just putting that in there. Um, so yeah, she gets home after their little outing and she's in her big, big house mm-hmm. um, and she feels very lonely and she, you know, her house is a shit show. They're still working on it. So there's tarp all over the floor and it's like making, you know, she's sitting on the floor and it's like crinkling and she's just like, I think I hate this house. Mm-hmm. Um and she's like i gotta get out of here basically so she texts all her friends and she's like you know i mean i guess everybody knows at this point that her mom just died so they're like but yeah like let's go out to eat let's have a good time let's get your head off of it Mm -hmm. and so they go to a sushi place and she is like sake (laughs) (laughs) which she's already been drinking she even said she had downed a bottle of whiskey 
by herself. Shots. Did she yeah. say the whole bottle? Well, oh, you're right. She said, I open a bottle of whiskey and drink a few gulps straight from the bottle. Which, hardcore, Jeanette. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, she gets there. She orders her sake. And she's like, I want to eat everything. Um, she's a little bit, you know, tipsy. So she just ends up ordering the first thing she sees which is like some teriyaki meal Mm -hmm. and she realizes that she's starving and she hasn't really been eating anything is what we learned she's been living off whiskey coke zeros and two individual bags of barbecue baked lays which barbecue baked lays do bust down i hate those (laughs) really i do hate anything baked i love like even baked hot cheetos yeah the oh fun. my gosh Ooh. i love baked well, I don't like baked. <laughs> but yeah so that's been her diet and um she's kind of just sitting at the table silent everybody else is talking and they just are in her head she's like they probably think i'm just grieving and this is how i'm grieving but in reality she's just thinking about the food that she wants to eat mm-hmm. and she devour as soon as her food comes out she devours it there's nothing left and she drinks the entire bottle of sake she orders another one too and then she orders another and downs that one as well so safe to say she's feeling it Mm -hmm. and her mind is only um really like thinking about what she's gonna do about all the food she ate because she's kind of like hyper fixated on eating food all of those things mm-hmm. um she's basically like i need to get these people out of here because i need to figure out my game plan of like how am i gonna get this food out of my body yep and i'm sure y'all can guess what i mean by that um so anyway they're obviously her friends are there to keep her company and she's the one that invited them out so she's like mm, how do i do this without right. being rude but like get out yeah um so anyway they're finally gone and she's like in the bathroom by the toilet trying again y'all know she tried that one time Mm -hmm. to puke and it didn't work and she felt like a failure Mm -hmm. this time she's like no it's happening yeah so it doesn't work the first time she ends up like like her nail scratches the back of her throat and it hurts really bad and she's just like nope it's coming out so anyway she does it one more time and vomit finally comes out and she looks down at the vomit and she feels victorious Mm -hmm. she said so what if i fucked up and ate so what if i failed so fucking what all i have to do is shove my fingers down my throat and watch my mistake be undone this is the start of something good. Mm-hmm. Which I, I don't know why in this moment in my head, this could be the start of something new. Started playing in my head. I said, this is not the time. <laughs> this said is not brain? Like, Stop. cut it. Really cut it. Carry um, on. Right. <laughs> 57. On to 57. So she's doing her hair and makeup. For her mom's service this is funeral day everybody and she's doing everything that her mom liked best which also happens to be the thing she liked least which 
no surprise there. Gotta love moms and daughters, though. Because mm-hmm. that's me and my mom. <laughs> if she likes it, I don't like it. Yep. If yep. she likes it, I hate it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So she's hot curling her hair, overlining bold red lip, scraping eyeliner along her sensitive tear ducts. And the result is more severe than what she'd hoped for, but this will have to do because she's got to go. So she puts on her black dress robotically, zips it up, throws on a pair of heel heels. Marcus, who's been staying with her for a week, drives, and we get a relationship check for him, too. His wife, Elizabeth, sits shotgun, which I was like, hello. Congratulations, Marcus. Right. And she's in the back of the car for this hour and a half ride, and she's got a very big decision to make. Is she going to sing <laughs> The Wind Beneath My Wings? Her mom's last wish. Mm-hmm. At her mom's funeral. And so she's describing this drive to the funeral and on the radio is Sarah Barry Alice's Brave, which is the biggest song on the radio right now. And it blares from the speakers what she says every third song, which if you listen to the radio, you know exactly what she's talking about. Yeah. Whenever something's really popular, it's going to play about 50 times that day. How does that song go? Um... It was in my head earlier. I can't think of it now. Say what you want to say and let the words come out. Honestly, I want to see you be brave. Yeah, that one. If y'all don't know that song, you know. And now it's stuck in your head if you do know that song. (laughs) Like, that was really a moment. It was. was. Sarah Barry Alice, hello. I just got to cut you off because someone's going to say this. Borelli's. Oh. Um, maybe I'm wrong, though. I said it really confidently, <laughs> but as I'm saying it, I'm like, is that right? I've never heard that. I was so. a big fan when she dropped a love song, girl. That was my song. I think that was everybody's song. <laughs> well, so it was is my <laughs> song. Is this like a Rihanna versus Rihanna moment? I think so. Okay. What do y'all vote? <laughs> Let us know <laughs> if you know. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> Let us know. What you what's your name how you say it i'm so weak um so yeah she's making this big decision if she's gonna sing the the wind beneath my wings during the last few months that was her one her mom's one request and she even practiced the song all last month leading up to this to the point where her neighbor taped a piece of paper on her door that read no more bat midler i was like damn because she lives in a house so like how right <laughs> i didn't damn i didn't think about that i was like hello God you were damn. really belting it mm-hmm. she's really trying here i know which is sweet uh and so she's talking about how some lingering mormon beliefs uh points her to the re- direction that she thinks her mom is on her throne in the celestial kingdom which is the highest kingdom of heaven in the mormon faith and she's just really harpering on like you know that her mom's in the better place and that type of thing which i think is nice and good thoughts and so she's whipped out of her trance though when the sarah Barry Alice song starts playing again and the, she's listening, really listening to the final chorus. And she's like, you know what? Maybe she's right. Maybe I should be brave. Maybe I should sing Wind Beneath My Wings at Mom's Funeral. For Christ's sake, literally, my afterlife depends on it. <laughs> I don't think Deborah's going to determine anything, to be honest or not. But I get it. We Right. We get, get it. it. We get it. So Marcus turns into the parking lot. And they're back at their old church that she has not been into, been to in years. But she's like, it looks the same and smells the same. Gotta love 
one of those little churches that mm-hmm. never changes. I remember when I went back to my childhood church in New Orleans and like it was smaller than I remembered. But then when I think about it, it's like I was a little I was a little person and like everything looked big. And then I went back and I was like, whoa, right. wild. Right. It'd be mm-hmm. like that. It do. And so Marcus and Elizabeth peel off to go greet people. So she's left alone. She heads to the family waiting room and takes a seat next to bleary-eyed Dustin, Scotty, and Grandma. She reaches into her purse to pull out the sheet music for When Beneath My Wings. And she's just like mentally singing it to herself. And she's like, I know I'm not capable of singing this song. Like, I can't do it. Even if I switch some things around to like put it in my key and something that I could do, like it's just not going to sound right. Mm-hmm. and the pianist walks by and she's like she's about to hand her the sheet music but then the pallbearers show up and bring in her mom's casket and she even says she says they're milking this moment pallbearers love the spotlight and her brothers are crying her grandma's wailing there aren't enough cold cuts we underestimated the turnout and i'm just like oh my gosh Grandma. family funerals grandma's always freaking out mm-hmm mm-hmm she is and so Jeanette says she's the headliner of the eulogy lineup. <laughs> and like, so I never thought about it like that. Me either. Me either. <laughs> and so like she has Coachella. all of, yeah, she's got all of these eulogies to sit through while she goes back and forth on this decision. And so then she's like, you know what? It's my turn. She walks up to the podium. She's shaking. She didn't give the sheet music to the piano, so her only option is left is to sing it a cappella. And I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Like I know. As I'm reading this. She clears her throat, takes a deep breath, and then she just starts crying. She says it's a guttural cry that puts my Hollywood homicide audition to shame. Which call back out to that audition that she did. Throwback. Mm-hmm. And she just keeps crying and keeps crying. Until the bishop taps her on the shoulder. And this part pissed me off. And he says, we only have the chapel for another 15 minutes. We have to prep for John Trader's baptism. She walks off stage. No Bette Midler. It'd be like that when you are in a place because they do have schedules. And it doesn't matter that you somebody just died. Yeah. Because you only paid for this piece. Well, maybe in this case, they didn't pay because it's a chart. I don't know, but... No, you still have to pay to rent the church for stuff like that. It's Yeah, it's like, oh, it's Mm -hmm. like, hate to see it. Right, right. Uh, So RIP to Miss Debra. Mm -hmm. And we move on to 58, page 195. All right, guys. So we are on 58, and Jeanette is hearing a phrase that she has heard all too often in her life and she's finally getting sick of it all too well at first she knows all too, all well, too well if Taylor's you will miss swift sam and cat's version okay small thing i've been seeing like speak now tv or like red tv and i'm just like TV. TV is she coming out with like videos or something? Bitch, tell me why it stands for Taylor's version. Uh, I okay, I wasn't the only one. I wasn't the only one. But I, I, I texted Autumn and she was like, "Bitch." <laughs> Anywho, side note. Not TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would have thought the same thing. I was so confused. I was like, "Damn, this put me in my place as a Swifty." I guess it would be hard to write Taylor's version every single time. Right. So right. I get it. it okay, sense. I get y'all, mm-hmm, Swifties. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're her assistant direct, the assistant director of the show that she is 
the main character of Sam and Cat mm-hmm. is telling her, thank you for being such a good sport. And she's in the middle of a scene where two kids are bouncing on her um, for the seventh <laughs> seventh time. <laughs> and, um, you know, they all know her mom. What, what a traumatic time Jeanette's had in the past, you know, year. And so they've continuously say that not only did the assistant director say this about this particular scene, but other people on the staff, like managers, writers, producers, even the network executive sent her a $500 gift card to Barney's with the exact phrase inscribed on the attached note. Mm -hmm. Like that is just, I guess, what people feel comfortable saying to her at this time because she's doing her job she's showing up she's also kind of holding down this fort that Mm -hmm. is sam and cat and she gets into why she's having to hold it down and it's because ariana grande is a burgeon what how do you say that i think it's burgeoning burgeoning which i guess means like rising right up and coming up and coming pop star which we all kind of i mean i remember that time Mm -hmm. uh, when she was like part pop star part randomly on victorious well she was on victorious i guess and then then there was sam and cat yeah so like her career had kind of taken off at the end of victorious Mm -hmm. so once she was on sam and cat she was like kind of like more almost more almost a pop star than an actor on this show right and um which we which Jeanette sees a lot on set oh right like Ariana Grande comes on set and she she's actually a little bit I mean she's like rightfully so very excited to be doing things like being a a performer at the billboard music awards for example and just other different things like being on the covers of magazines and randomly going to tom hanks house like just to play charades like her stardom is really rising and she's coming on the set very excited about these things sharing these things and sam should i say jeanette is kind of like at first it wasn't bothering her but it's starting to kind of bother her and it really came to a head when um ariana said that she was at tom hanks literal house playing charades by all of these things like her being on the cover of like allure or some shit like one of those magazines yeah but she's also talking about how like ariana gets off the hook for not being on set because she has all of these engagements yeah when Jeanette was trying to do the same thing back in her iCarly days they wouldn't let her right right but I think it's because she kind of is the show she was iCarly and she is it's like her show technically even though they've made a salmon cat right but it's like the the playing field is not leveled I think right is the biggest issue here yeah it's coming it's like all of this is kind of working towards Jeanette being jealous and becoming very bitter about not only the show because she doesn't like the show Mm -hmm. um but like Ariana specifically Mm -hmm. and she goes into the kind of the background of like Ariana's um childhood versus hers and Ariana grew up very privileged and um, she just says like things like Ariana got Gucci bags and fancy vacations and Chanel outfits and Jeanette's like I don't even want that stuff but it's frustrating to me that her whole life is just like 
Jeanette feels like it's been like handed to her mm-hmm. and like it's just on a silver platter and that just never happened for Jeanette. Mm-hmm. Right. And so because of that, she's always like she used to feel so good about being the good sport, being the teacher's pet mm-hmm. and like being, you know, the one that is holding things down. Like her mom always wanted her to be that person, easy right. to work with, like mm-hmm. never cause a problem, mm-hmm. all of these things. Very complacent. Yes. And so now she's like, I actually am done being a good sport. I resent it. And if I wasn't a good sport, I probably wouldn't be on this show to begin with. And she's just like, I fantasize about my life being different, which I feel like is completely valid because now that her mom's gone, like she's living a life that she didn't want. Mm -hmm. And that's like kind of one of those things you have to grapple with once the person that like was living through you is no longer there. It's like, but I don't want to be here. Right. So how do I get myself out? Because I'm here. But she's locked in. Mm -hmm. And she can't escape. She doesn't have a pop star career. And even if she did, they wouldn't let her have one. They, she's like, I had movie, I could have been on movies. Like I got a few like opportunities and Nickelodeon was like, no. And so she just didn't do them. Right. And she's like, why does Ariana get to be treated differently? And you know what I just thought about? I think it's also about your management team, about how good of a management team you have. Because if they could have worked it to where her schedule wouldn't have conflicted as much, Mm. maybe she would have been able to do it. Yeah. Because I feel like that happens. Like I feel like managers and producers and like people who work on your team, if they fight for you hard enough and like have provisions and your contract to where it works out in your favor if other opportunities come along right then it'll be okay but that makes sense also in a way because if if she was getting popular on victorious then when she signed up for sam and cat she probably like knew mm-hmm. she was gonna have other stuff going on so yeah like i could see how they could maybe have worked that out previously right and so but it's just unfortunate for Jeanette because her team wasn't able to do that for her and now she's even having to which I remember when this book came out and it was a big thing about her acting with the box oh my god yeah instead of like with Ariana because she was like not on set for a whole week and they still had to film so she had to literally pretend that Ariana was stuck in this cage as an actor I mean I know she's getting paid out the ass probably right but, but yeah, still, it's like, damn. But again, it's like you said, she's an actor, but she doesn't even want to be an actor. So then to have to do these convoluted things. Right. It's like, I already want to say, fuck this, but really fuck this. And my mom just died. And my mom just died. I'm going through a lot of shit right now. I don't blame her at all for being jealous or upset. Like It's like valid how feelings. How would you not be? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. craziness yeah um but yeah so it all comes to a head again when she when ariana comes in talking about tom hanks sam or jeanette she fucks with tom hanks she's like this is this man is a national treasure which valid Mm -hmm. she's like honestly every time she misses work at this point it feels like a personal attack every time that something exciting happens to ariana she's like robbing it almost feels like Ariana's robbing Jeanette of having that experience like Mm -hmm. she's getting very she's feeling very personally victimized (laughs) by Miss Ariana Mm -hmm. and she's just like at the end she's just like fuck being a good sport I'd rather be playing charades with Tom Hanks yeah yeah I feel that for you Miss Mamas I do I really do I hate that she's so like she's 
it's like pointing your anger like yeah at, but that makes sense yeah I, I right that for her because that's not a good feeling it's not it's not at all and like i'm sure she's been in therapy since since then and like it's, it's working through these things yes, so, so true. that's that's the bright part about all of this i think um Imagine but it is interesting to read about right she's like, which i think maybe she i think she had to have talked to like even miranda before the book came out just like a hey You're right i'm about to like write about this stuff just so you know You're like right. or I, I feel like that would be like the the kind yeah nice. heads up yeah. thing to do yeah just a heads up mm-hmm. at least but on to 59 we're on page 199 also uh colton which is her gay bestie if you forgot who colton is they are chugging tequila pocket shots <laughs> in the back seat of this new person we find out and learn about liam his 2009 toyota corolla while he drives mm-hmm. and they are on their way to their friend emmy's 21st birthday party but they are trying to get fucked up she literally says we want to be obliterated i mean it's a 21st birthday it's a 21st party. birthday party but we can kind of see how her re- relationship with alcohol has progressed over the past few chapters it's getting scary mm-hmm. it is not it's not a good look jeanette uh, yeah it's not, it's not good along with all of the other things it's just like it's not her best moment but yeah. we know why guys. right it's- we're at the, i feel like we're at the top of the roller coaster right now We've been at the top. I know, I know, but there's a lot happening at the top. That's a lot going on. So they get to the birthday party and uh, they like she's like stumbling in like Liam and Colton literally have to help her walk in. But she, she hasn't also even gotten there. It'd be like that. It'd though. be like that. It'd be like that. She also tells us about how she has this crush on Liam. Mm. She says he's a solid person that she would also lose her virginity to. Which she hasn't lost her virginity. I forgot that. Right. I was like, oh, she's like, I haven't had sex yet. And I was like, oh, damn, I forgot about that. <laughs> she's been too busy dealing with acting with the box. <laughs> <laughs> All of those. Mm-mm. And. She also describes the fact that she hasn't had sex yet, but also now she's not scared of it anymore or really anything anymore because she doesn't really care about anything anymore since her mom died. Her exact words. Valid. She's just kind of numb to everything at this point. Um, And she says she likes Liam just fine, not in like a deep way, caring way. Right. And she says she likes that because then she has a fear of growing attached to him mm. the second after they have sex because she has this genuine fear that that she's heard a lot about feminine weaknesses a <laughs> hundred times after we you know hear that. right like it, it's I a thing that can happen like that. and like i feel like everybody like all women know about this like they're the they're like oh the first time you have sex like you're gonna be attached to that person forever I don't feel like that's true and it's like for some people maybe yeah. that's a thing yeah. but like not everybody it didn't happen for me it's not a standard but she's like Liam and i liam and i are gonna do it soon she feels she just it knows. in her bones yeah and she's like maybe tonight we'll kiss for the first time then maybe in a week or two when the tension's built up we'll have sex and then she chugs another pocket shot and so like i said they, they're in the party now and emmy has started to flirt with liam and Jeanette is noticing this and in her head she's like oh she's doing it all wrong though like she's being very forward about it making it very known and just like that's not the way you do it and she says she learns this from her mom 
And her mom used to give long-winded speeches about trusting women even less than you trust men. She says, men, they'll hurt you without ever really knowing you. But women, women will know you deeply, intimately, and then hurt you. You tell me which is worse. And I was like, damn. Damn, Deborah, when you put it like that. Which, like, women know how to go in for the kill better than men do, I gotta say. Yeah. More often than not. Yeah, I, like, can't disagree with her. Right. It's sad that that is shaping Jeanette's, like, idea of what women are like. Mm -hmm. And it's very much giving pick-me on page 200. Mm, Yep. It's like, it's, women are so weak and desperate and pathetic. Mm -hmm. And it's so embarrassing to be a woman and she's like, I study women like Emmy so that I can be different from them, better than them. Right. And it's like, Ooh, this is not. Nice. You think you're eating and you're not. Yep. Like. <laughs> yep. And so she says she's she's doing the opposite of Emmy, which is ignoring Liam for the rest of the party. She's like, it's almost too easy. So two hours later, they're back at her place. Liam had dropped Colton off on the way home. So it's just the two of them. And y'all, this is about to get really graphic again, kind of like the Joe situation. So just warning. Hmm. Liam throws her onto the bed and takes off her copper dress. She's dizzy. The room is spinning. She's wasted and confused. She's like, where the fuck am I? Like she is not in a place or mindset to give consent right now. Very true. She basically could be blackout drunk at this point. Mm -hmm. And she's she finally asks, what's happening? And Liam says in a tone that nauseates me and also me as in Jeanette and also me as in Alana. (laughs) He says, I'm having sex with you. Hello? And she says, it's like, why those words? And she says, he says it in a way that's halfway to a baby voice. The same inflection as what a baby voice would do, but without jumping up on an octave. Like, I'm having sex with you. Like, oh, baby. And then she says, I kind of want to stop. This is not how I intended to lose my virginity. And I didn't expect it to be tonight. Like I just said, she was like magical first kiss and virginity thing could happen in a week or two. She thought she had time to mentally and emotionally prepare. Just so unfortunate. Upsetting to me. Then she says, but I also kind of want to keep going. Who cares about the the rituals and preparation? If anything, I'm relieved to be getting my virginity over with. Which, yeah. which I think is a mindset that happens for a lot of people. Like, I mean, yeah. it even happened to me at one point. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm ready to be done. Me too. I, yeah, I think it's a common thing. It's so hyped. Mm-hmm. And she says, fuck it. I say nothing. She squints her eyes to try and ground herself. And finally, <laughs> <She's so drunk. laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. they do it. And she says a bed of sweat is trickling down his forehead. Gross. Liam eventually pulls out. He comes. She does not. The next morning, she wakes up in a puddle of sweat and she's feeling suffocated. They are basically spooning and Liam is the big spoon and she's trying to break free, but she can't get out of his grasp. And so she like starts poking him and then like he starts to wake up and she's like, oh, it wasn't me. Like you just like woke up naturally. And he takes a deep look at her and smiles and says last night was amazing She's, I hate men. She lies and it's like agreeing. She's like, figure I'll come up with a plan to ditch him later on when, when I'm alone. I guess consent wasn't like as much of like taught back mm-hmm. then, but like. But like, he just keeps going because he's just floating off of these vibes that they've been having and like true. whatever, whatever. That's true, yeah. So he's like, he's thinking they and like, like she even, other. right? She's even saying like, I'm not giving him any reason to think that I don't like him too. Ooh. It's just very upset. It's it just is very upsetting. upsetting. Uh, 
you don't get to look at me like that. You don't get to spoon me. Right. Uh, you took me. She, he tries to hug her even more, and she tells him, I really have to pee. She jumps out of the bed, and suddenly she realizes how incredibly sore she is. Walking hurts, so she waddles. She gets to the bathroom. You know, she's experiencing the first, the, what happens after the first time you have sex. Mm-hmm. And uh, she spends 10 minutes washing her hands because she just feels disgusting. And she doesn't want to go back in there with Liam. And something about his presence makes her feel uncomfortable because she doesn't like this man. And he, like, even knocks on the door. He's like, hey, are you okay? Uh, Which is, in this moment, that's why I was like, oh, like, he's, like, really under the impression that, like, this was okay. Even though it was, like, there were still signs that this was not okay, though. And you missed all of them. And she tells him that she's not feeling well and he leaves. She postmates herself some breakfast. She eats it rapidly, desperately. And she's having these thoughts like, I can't stop here. I'm full. I don't have to keep going. I can interrupt the cycle. She's trying to like get her eating habits in order. And she chucks the takeout box in the trash. Over, She's feeling overwhelmed and floods her whole body. And she rushes to the bathroom. She tries to purge. She does. She washes up. And she says, usually by this point, she's depleted. And this time she's not. She still is filled with pent up anxieties and is trying to rid herself of the fucking feelings. That's hard. It's really hard. She runs back to the trash can and pulls the takeout box out of the trash. She stuffs her mouth with the rest of the food and then thinks, fuck, what am I doing? I need to stop. I need to stop. She spits out half the chewed eggs into the trash can and she even grabs a perfume bottle from the bathroom and puts it on the remaining food, thinking it's going to guarantee her that she's going to stop eating. But then she eats more of it. The perfume makes her gag and she throws up. She is just really in a very dark place right now so bad so bad it's really sad okay 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 moving on to the last chapter of this episode chapter 60 this was a very insightful chapter um even though it was dark and weird Mm -hmm. um so the first or the beginning of the chapter starts out with a bunch of different compliments that she's getting which Let me air quotes compliments. Mm -hmm. They're just comments, I guess, is really a better way to say it. But people at her job, I'm assuming they're all maybe men. They're producers, agents, crew members are giving her like all these positive, a.k.a. creepy. Like they think they're positive, Mm -hmm. but they're not Um, about her body. They're saying things like you're looking great. You're really starting to blossom. You never look better. Right. I'd, but I'd, she said, they said, you never look better, but I'd stop where you are anymore and you'll start to look bad thin. Mm-hmm. And then um, she says, she kind of explains her eating disorder experience and mentions that there were the anorexic years, which we remember those, the binge eating years, and we do remember those, and the current bulimic years um and the more experience with these eating disorders that she has um because it's been like 10 years probably over 10 years at this point Mm -hmm. yeah she says over a decade over oh over a decade um she realizes that her body is hardly a reliable reflection of what's going on inside of it which i thought was really deep She said, my body has fluctuated frequently and drastically throughout this decade. And no matter how it's fluctuated, no matter if my 
bodies a size kids 10 slim or an adult size six i've had an issue underneath it and that people don't seem to get that unless they've had a history with eating disorders which is very enlightening Mm -hmm. and she just says like um generally people seem to assign thin with good heavy with bad and too thin with bad too and she mentions also that there's such a small window of good. And I was just like, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. It's such We facts. spend our whole lives trying to get to this little tiny section of what people think is good. And it doesn't even necessarily prove that, like, we're healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, she's like, I'm abusing my body every single day. I'm miserable. I'm depleted. And yet the compliments keep pouring in. And she mentions one that's really weird. And it says, I've got to say, I'm guessing this is a man. Mm. When you're doing run throughs and you walk out the door for a scene, it's really hard for me not to focus on your ass. I hope it's not creepy that I said that. I meant it as a compliment. If you have to say, I hope it's kind of like saying, um, don't take this the wrong way. But Mm, exactly like (laughs) it's like if you have to say that, then it's bad and just shut up. But that's kind of, that's like, it's just a one-page chapter. There wasn't much there, but it still really hit. And I think that all of the ladies, maybe men too, can understand what she means when she says these things. And Mm -hmm. we just all have to remember not to comment on people's weight, first of all. but Bodies, period. Second of all, like, don't think that being healthy looks like one specific thing because Mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't and we've talked about that so many times Mm -hmm. during the season yeah and i feel like we're probably going to continue talking about this as we journey through her with her eating disorder true yeah so that's the end of today's episode guys um we do have a new timeline up on the instagram of what chapters we'll be covering and which episodes you can keep up with us uh and just take some time to you know kind of relax after listening to these episodes and take a deep breath because we know it's gonna be very triggering and very hard topics that we're covering this season so just do what you need to do to protect your mental health your physical health all the things and this has been another episode of she've all read i'm alana and i'm samra bye y'all bye